Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 108, Episode 3 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck Coke Industries, as in the Coke Brothers and fuck Fox News. It's Wednesday, November 13th, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Shot through the heart, and you're dying, darling, you give love. O'Brien, yeah, courtesy of Hannah Soltis, and I'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Starting lineup for the Los Angeles Bakers, LeBong James, Anthony Vapedis, Danny Greencush, Can't Bake Like This Caldwell Dope, and JaVale Smoke Trees. <laughs> Can't Bake Like This Caldwell Dope. For Contavious. Can't bake like can't bake like this. That is a stretch. They also do one for the Clippers, but there's only one team in this city, so we will. Oh, you're not even going to use the Clippers one? I mean, I'll read it. It's uh, it's an unfortunate franchise in this city that has had to live in the purple and gold Probably shadow of the Lakers. Probably going to win the championship this year. We'll, we'll see. Go I ahead. Mean, look at the standings, and uh, uh, we've got <laughs> how high Leonard Green Crack Pat Smokerly. <laughs> green Crack, <laughs> Pat Smokerly. dude, Indica Dubich. <laughs> <laughs> Midnight Toker, Maurice, mow the grass, Harkless. <laughs> who, who are those from? Uh, these are from Matt Dick. At yeah. Matt Dick, though. Hell yeah. Uh, well done, Matt Dick. And we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious comedian Mike Feeney. Hey, how's it going? Welcome. Good. Welcome to L.A. Yeah, this is a great, it's a good city so yeah. far. I only you come here for a week down. at a time. There was a, there was a montage with the Hollywood sign, women in bikinis, rollerblading yeah. yep. on the Venice boardwalk, and then you showed up here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I literally, my first hour here yesterday, I decided, someone told me to go get lunch somewhere because I had time to kill before I could check in. I was like, uh, why don't I go, why don't I go, uh, somebody goes, uh, check out that fountain coffee room place in that Beverly Hills hotel okay. thing. It's like some downstairs, you know, whatever. So I walk in there and sit down. I'm like, oh, this is pretty, you know, $25 for a sandwich. I'm like, all right, I'm officially in <laughs> right. Los officially Angeles, you know? Yeah. And then it became even more LA because like two seconds later, uh, Justin Bieber and his wife walk in and sit right next to me the entire <laughs> meal. Really? And I'm just like, yeah. And like yeah. nobody bothers them. Nobody talks to them. And I'm just like, this is... The most LA I've ever I'm felt. Sure, you yeah. know? Yeah. Did they pray over whatever they ordered before consuming? Dude, I mean, I gotta be honest. I the uh there, there wasn't a lot of talking between them, you know. I don't know what was on their going. phones. Yeah, a lot on their phones, and just uh, there was some, there was some tension there. But Ooh. they, I mean, I gotta tell you, uh, Haley is, I mean, just breathtaking. I didn't, I didn't immediately recognize who she was, but yeah. when she walked in, you know, when you just see somebody and you go. I don't know who that is, but, but I know they're energy. wildly famous. You know right, what I mean? Right, like right. you just immediate. And then he and then he walked in, and then I was like, "Oh, that's of course, yeah, yeah." Yeah. But um, you know, they seemed pretty nice. Yeah. I guess. It's I don't like know. a skateboarder for, on Skid Row and a model. <laughs> yeah. Together, right? yeah. Huh. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Is that just the new vibe? Like, is that? I wonder, younger listeners, uh, is it normal just to be on your phones all the time? Is that like the new young people shit? I get. I feel bad when I'm on the phone too much, like yeah. around somebody, but. It feels normal. That's where I get weirded out. Where it's like, well, you're doing your thing on your phone. I'm you, doing my thing. But it's like, this used to not be. Well, you know what it is, too? Which is like, the, I, this is why I feel like kids are more socially awkward now. Is because they don't, whenever they're in like a party, 
and then there's an awkward moment of silence bust and they the don't phone. know what to do. They bust the phone. It's like they're a haven instead of having to overcome that weirdness by either yeah. making yeah. conversation or talking blanket. to somebody. Yes, it is, yeah. which is so bizarre to me, but it's like, you know, I'm sure it's it's great to have for sure, but I think it's stunting, uh, you know, social yeah. growth. I yeah. forgot my phone actually precisely in this kind of situation on going to a party where I didn't really know many people. Uh, and I, at first I was like, oh, fuck. Right. Like, I, I'm going to have to pantomime having a phone because yeah. <laughs> so, I'm not talking to nobody. And right. then I just like was able to just kind of sit there. when you actually don't have it. Right. It, I didn't even think about it. I was like, you know what? What's up, man? Sit How are you? in that discomfort. Yeah. 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 Ask the uncomfortable question of, hi, what's your name? Hi, who are you? How are you? you doing? Yeah. I love when somebody takes the phone out and they hold it, but they don't. Like, as you're talking to them, they kind of, like, have it ready to <laughs> go. Ready. Yeah. You know? Like, whenever yeah, right. whenever this takes a turn, I'm going in. I'm just, going, yeah. yeah. Just I will so you face know. ID the yes. fuck out this I thing. Stay so interesting. close. Yeah. <laughs> you are one boring story. What away. part of Long Island are you from? I'm from out in Suffolk County, way out in Center. Oh, where Bagel Boss is from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's... Do you uh, claim him? Yeah, yeah claim I mean, him. I mean, honestly, when I saw that video, and everybody that I know from Long Island, when we saw that video, we were like, this is just the first time someone's pressed record. Like, this, is, <laughs> this is such a normal occurrence. Like, not just that guy, but I mean, like, that's right. just a, people fighting in, ba- in, like, in right. bagel stores about being <laughs> short and, boss a, of me. Yeah, and right. Italian people. Like, it's just such, like, a, a, it didn't, I was like, oh, yeah, and then it, the fact that it went so viral. And- what I'm curious for, for a Suffolk County native, in his videos where he's like, I'm trying to fuck, all right? I'm going on this boat. Email my manager. Only women from Suffolk County. This okay, you got to fame bagel boss. Post fame bagel yeah. boss when he's just trying to fuck on IG Live. And saying it had to be from Suffolk County. Is that does is he thinking of a specific kind of woman when he says 100%. that? Or is it that it's 100%. just local? No, no, no. Uh, what? So what is he? It's a specific with? type of uh, Suffolk County women. Long Island women in general, for the most part, are like Italian brunettes, uh, blondes only with the highlights. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. Yeah, I didn't know. I like. I didn't know that. I always grew up and I was like, man, I really am attracted to blonde women with dark eyebrows. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, I eventually realized, like, oh. That's just a brunette woman with blonde hair. That's right. how that <laughs> dyed blonde hair. That's how that works. Yeah. Uh, but no, Suffolk County would mean uh, usually overly tan, uh, brunette, maybe with some like you know blonde highlights. And because uh, Nassau County is known more for money, so also Suffolk County is a little Got more it. trashy. Right, so right, there's a right. little more like middle class, lower middle class. Uh, you know. Where's Teresa Capito from? Long Island medium. Uh, that I'm not sure. Okay. Because I feel like that's what I'm envisioning. But like, yeah, but that's like that, a level five Suffolk County. A, fun, uh, a comedian friend of my, a New York City comedian is very funny, uh, Brennan Zagalo, has a joke where it's very, I think it sums it up very well, where it's like Long Island women like to do a thing where they'd be like, uh, like let me suck your balls. You know what I mean? Like B A W Z. You know, like. Wow. A, <laughs> uh, shout out to the Long Island medium. We all are imagining sucking someone's balls now. <laughs> My mom is uh, is all into those things too. All of the Long Island Medium, John Edwards. If yeah, she will, if you can tell her that you know a, a past pet is okay, she'll give you money. Yeah, you know. It's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> loved uh, lucky, loved lucky. All right, Mike, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. Uh, we're going to talk about Singles Day. Uh, eleven eleven, which did not know about that is a thing I did huh. not know about, but it's uh, the biggest shopping day in the world. Uh, we're gonna do a quick check in with a couple uh, little details of the impeachment story. Girl, I'm talking about impeaching this creep because that <laughs> is going live tomorrow. Uh, we're, today, 
today. Today. Oh, it's been going on, but yeah, we don't that's know. that's right. We don't know. But you we're... will probably get an update later today. Yeah, possibly. Oh, yeah, we're going to do an update later today, guys. Yeah. Ch- check it out. We did one Two yesterday. downloads. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to pour one out for Pete King. We're going to check in with the CEO of Uber, uh, look at a scammer who's not even trying that hard to scam, just uh, like has her face on the front of a fake Time Magazine level scammer. Yep. Uh, Strolling her way into the State Department. In the State Department. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to get into some fun stuff about Michael Jordan, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, and the fact that we're genetically predisposed to hate certain vegetables. That's uh, true. Yes. Every but, parent, to mute this section when if your child is in the room because <laughs> they will have scientific evidence why they don't fuck with vegetables. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a lot a lot of stuff that like kids were saying we're going to have scientific proof that they were not <laughs> yeah. making have been that geniuses shit up. all yeah. the time yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, but first, Mike, we like to ask our guests what's something from your search history that's revealing about who you are. I'm just thinking of something that you're like, you know what? Birthday cake for breakfast is actually very healthy right. for a small child. Yo, <laughs> I mean, as we're going to find out about Michael Jordan, like, we don't know shit about what's Anything. good for certain people. Yeah, no, yeah. not at all. Certain people can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Famed, uh, famed, uh, well, now disgraced famous comedian uh, Bill Cosby uh-huh. yeah. uh, used to have a thing about how he was saying that cake was, it's got everything. It's got it's got eggs, it's got milk, it's got flour. <laughs> right. it's, yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, it's, it's all good for you. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> all then, the good stuff. Then he raped a bunch of people. So, yeah. um, anyway, my uh, Google search history. Here's the thing that you guys should know about me I am, uh, I'm, I procrastinate a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, so, one thing that I did, which is uh, embarrassing to admit, is that I, I literally spent 35 minutes looking at like dogs that I could adopt. Like I like went through, like filtered it, was really like getting into it just to procrastinate having to scoop the cat litter in my apartment right. from having two cats. So I was like, let me just, would getting a dog be easier than scooping <laughs> right. cat litter? Right, like right. that's, look into that that's really I couldn't yeah. even, which is like cat are the most low maintenance animals right. of all time. Yeah. And I was like, what dogs if I got it up after themselves, yeah. right? What if I, I got a that. newborn puppy? That's probably <laughs> yeah. less, you know, but I also I Google things like wildly specific questions that I have, and I've never not had a re- like a result yet. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. no result thing. Like uh, you know, it'll be like, hey, I just uh, spilt a grapefruit seltzer on my PlayStation, and uh, now it's in the left controller. How do right. I get it out? And there's three thousand results yeah. of that. That's what's the greatest thing. Was this thing. most helpful? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. Very much. That's it's one just, of my favorite things in movies is when somebody Google something and it says zero results. Yeah, and it's like yeah. that has not happened in the last. 20 well, I'm sure years. you could think of a combination of words that would probably like they'll like google someone's name and they'll be like zero oh, results. right 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 right, right. <laughs> huh are you maybe i'll refine this mike uh yeah i i suppose so in terms of my own like comedy in general, like stuff. if i said are you, if i asked you would, if you would describe yourself as a perfectionist would that resonate with you at all only in terms of like my work you know what i mean right, like right, if right. i if i'm putting out like videos or doing stuff i'm very you know very hard on that yeah, yeah, but yeah. uh otherwise i mean See, I sometimes think... procrastination is a trait in people who are perfectionists oh mm. okay yeah i get like that too for yeah. sure i will literally like you be like what's what's the like the other option to actually doing this thing that would right. solve my problems. Yeah. I don't know. Resonated with me. Uh, oh. What is something you think is underrated? 
Okay. Um, well, first off, I'll give you a local one and then a universal one. Right. Just from being in uh, Los Angeles for 24 hours, I'm going to say walking is underrated here because <laughs> uh, I I walked yesterday from Beverly Hills to West Hollywood. And when I told people that, they acted like I was Forrest Gump that right. just got done with the cross. Like someone right. threw a foil blanket over me. I was like, what? I was like, like you need an IV? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, it's two miles. They're like, two miles? What are you, crazy? Right. Like, was Uber down? You're like, what? No, it's just, it's 73 degrees. It's the perfect walking yeah. weather. Yeah. Um, so that's what I would say is underrated here. But universally, I got to say, I just, I just like made this connection recently. I have a thing where every time I hear a helicopter, I have to like find it in the yeah. sky. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like I know what it is, yeah. right. but I need to find it. Threat identification. Yeah, and and not even because I think it's going to be a threat. I'm just like, that's a helicopter, right? Yeah. And then I, I got to see, see it. it. Yeah, <laughs> and the Ooh, feeling, the feeling of finding it for some reason is such a great feeling. Where you're like, it's not a cat. I love that. You know what I mean? Like whatever it is. Knew it. We, we all have to find it, right? You You've got to find it in the sky. Kind of congratulate yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know yep, exactly I, that feeling. The, right? The one I really, the small victory I sense is when, you know, like it's a big sound, so you don't quite right. know the direction yes. it's coming from. Yeah. When you almost go, it sounds like here, but I know it's here. Yes. Right. And you look yeah, and you're yeah. like, exactly. That's right. right there. Yeah. It's the and best feeling. Growing man. up living underneath a flight path of an airport, yeah. you hone those uh, aircraft sound skills. Right. But that's one thing I really, I, it's funny, I was in an Uber recently, and the fucking, I heard a fucking, la, like, heavy military helicopter, yeah. and I was like, oh shit, what is that, like a Chinook or something? Yeah. Yeah. And I look up, and I and I fucked up, I looked the wrong way, uh, and then it was the other one, and in my mind I said, you knew it was the other side. You fool! And you yeah. fucking broke your yeah. neck trying to look out the back. There's window. something forever, like, it's like snots being able to scratch an itch if, if you don't find it, you know? Right. And then it's out of your sight yeah. line, you're like, god damn. Oh, for sure. It hurts. There's one thing I know. It's the sound of a helicopter in the yeah. sky. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's a, a real man's yeah. man. Uh, these are things that become uh, relevant again when you have like a three-year-old. Three-year-olds fucking love helicopters. It's like such a yeah. treat when yeah. a helicopter flies over. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, any large mechanical yeah, object, yeah, fucking Anything a bulldozer. flying through the yeah. sky. You, yeah. you ever take them to like the, the fire department? Like when they're just out there for free. Just a construction site is like we'll we'll <laughs> stop, we'll pull over and just look at a construction site for like twenty minutes. Yeah, fucking, he knows all the different tr- all the different trucks, crane truck, telescoping crane, like bulldozer, different types of excavators. Like it's wow. Really, yeah. I don't even know those. He's like things. teaching yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I, yeah. I didn't know that shit. <laughs> uh, what is something you think is overrated? Man, it's, I mean, it's mostly techno, uh, technology based mm-hmm. stuff, but like, I hate, I hate read receipts. I thought I loved them, but I hate mm-hmm. them. You know, when they, you know, you can have those on the like iPhone when, it says where up, red. Yeah, when yeah. it says red, because I thought I was like, oh, good. Because if I text somebody, you know, sometimes they don't write back and you get mad and you go, what the hell? And then you go, oh, they didn't read it yet. So it's okay. But you can get away from that. You know what I mean? Right. Like you can, you can check it on your computer and not check it on your phone. And then it may not show up as red or you can oh, see that wow. it's there, but then they still go on social media. So you're like, now you're actively ignoring it, right. which drives me fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Right. And also the insecurity of like, is there anything worse than when you reach out to somebody? And this isn't, this also goes for like Instagram or Facebook and you get that scene 
and then they don't write back, oh, and yeah. it just like triggers every insecurity in your body where you just want to be like, well, you know what? Fuck you. Know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I was inviting you to a wedding, and now you know yeah. it's like, um, like I'm laughing at you too, asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, and they're like, sorry, I was in a meeting, and you're like, oh, never mind. You know, like you really, for a person who like I overthink oh, yeah. things, it yeah, really yeah. makes me go from a one to a, a ten. You know. Now, if something shows up as a push notification and you you read it. But you don't like open it back up. Does that give no? Like it can't you have to tell. Usually, right? w- read it within you have the to message. Open it. App, yeah, you have right? to open and go yeah. into it, so yeah. they could see it, swipe it off their thing, and then not open it, and then just leave it there to die. Yep. Yeah, That's I, I just... did that thing where I I got into a fight with somebody uh, last week, and I I like uh, I was advised it was like the smart thing you should probably just you should just like apologize. So I was like swallowed my pride, sent this like. Big long apology. Started with being like, "I'm sorry, man." Send this whole thing. Read receipts on. Still hasn't read it as of this morning, and this was last week. And it's, it's making me what blood red mad. Do? I am wow. just, I'm just, I'm leaving it alone. But it's like killing me because every couple, uh, you know, once a day I like go back and look, no, and it still just says yet. delivered and not read. And it's like I, I see. It's like you know, you post some, you go on their Instagram, and you see them like on their laptop with iMessage open in a separate right, right, window, right. and you're like, so you saw it, so you <laughs> right. saw it. Screen caps actively, of other text threads. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I didn't even want to apologize. You know what I mean? Like you get yeah. so mad. Mm. Ugh, infuriating. But uh, yeah, all that stuff is like the people like I just I just got this new iPhone and they they tried to upsell me on the Apple Watch that was like their big where they're mm. like get the watch get the watch and I was like I don't I'm like I'm spending essentially like eleven hundred dollars on this yeah. phone I want to use it and they're like yeah but then if you don't have your phone right. then you can use your watch I was like if I don't have my phone. The day is over. All right, the world. <laughs> right. Nothing is getting done until the phone has been yeah. reclaimed. Right, all right, exactly. so <laughs> I'm not gonna just just wander and go on with my day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's well, like, you can talk into this too. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's cool. If you're not doing that well, that's fine. You can just say that. Like, yeah. Whoa, what kind of sales tactic is this? <laughs> I get if you're like an active, like if you want to use it for like the heart monitor stuff or whatever. But I'm like. If the difference is keeping it in my pocket or using it, it's like, well, I just paid for this. I want to look at it, you know, yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of just you know whatever. But yeah. They can I'm not also healthy solve your, for an Apple Watch. They can also solve yeah. your murder, apparently. Oh, yeah. With, yeah. That's the thing. They, what? Yes. They're... Avenge me, Miles. Yeah, If right. my Apple Watch ever catches somebody murdering Oh, yeah, me. you have one. Yeah, I got one. You want to see a terrible tan line? Oh, my oh. God. Yeah. You can see your veins. <laughs> that is... Like the blue that of also the, looks your blood. Just that looks so tight. Like, very tight. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a little too tight. <laughs> Yeah, uh, your I've been fingertips are black. A little, <laughs> a little too tight, I would say. Uh, Mike, what is a myth? What something people think is true, you know, to be false? Okay, well, I mean, the obvious one here is obviously how you know Kurt Cobain was murdered. But uh, mm-hmm. if we're you know before we instead of going down that rabbit hole, I will say uh, Jeffrey we, Epstein was murdered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, but in regards to like uh, vegan stuff, where people are like you know like vegan, uh, a lot of people like vegan shit is better uh, for you. Uh, I I don't uh, I don't think that's true. You know, I think it's uh, it depends on what you have. But like this Impossible Burger and all that stuff that's out right now, it's all it's so much processed stuff yeah, yeah, in yeah, order yeah. to make it look, feel, squeeze, taste like actual meat. And then like I go into uh, there's ice cream. I don't know if they have them in LA, but there's this ice cream place in New York, Van Lewins. It's like this oh, like, yeah, high yeah. end like hipstery ice cream right. place. And they do uh, they do vegan ice cream and then they do regular ice cream. So I go in there. And I'm like, you know, I'm uh, I'm watching my figure. Maybe I'll get like some vegan ice cream. Right. That's probably healthier. And I say to the guy, I was like, this this ice cream is healthier, right? And he was like, no, this is significantly worse for you because he's like the amount of 
is like coconut milk and all the stuff we have to put in to make it taste like ice cream. He's like, there's way more calories and way more right. sugar in this yeah. than actual ice cream. Right. I think that's been the sort of debate, especially around the meat, uh, plant-based yeah. meat options. Is sort of like, what's the trade-off in terms of what we're doing to synthesize all this stuff to get it to this level versus the benefits? I mean, I get the, I think the carbon argument is probably the most potent uh, in terms of like, uh, like a vegan diet. Sure. Uh, like the environmental impact. But yeah, I think at a certain level, unless you're just, if you're not banging just straight vegetables, you right. know, then you're going right. to get in the process zone. But hey, look, teach their own. Yeah. And, and again, if you're doing it for like animal rights reasons and stuff like that, that's, you know, all power, more power to you. But uh, it's just if, when people try to be like, well, it's a healthier lifestyle, it's like, well, I don't, I've never seen. Well, there's ver- there's levels like, to it because I, you know, yeah. I have friends who eat vegan and eat the like all junk vegan food. Right. right. Like, and they're, they're not really in it for like that. They're like, well, you know, I just don't eat meat. I've never seen an incredibly in-shape vegan person. Oh, I have. Really? Oh, this is L.A., baby. (laughs) Oh, that's true. (laughs) Fucking everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like there are always people who get really in really good shape and then go vegan right after that. You know what I mean? Or within the first. And A lot of people, keto's pretty big now. This this city is just just rife with people on every kind of diet imaginable. So I've seen it all. Yeah. Yeah, and there's some professional athletes who have like gone vegan. I think. Yeah, a lot of MMA people are vegan. Yeah, yeah. Or not a lot, but that's like a big thing that's happening even in MMA. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. I, that's I don't know. That's what Joe Rogan was telling me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're friends with Joe. Yeah, we're yeah. taking the, it after yeah. his set. <laughs> yeah, the I listen. Podcasters I listen, only club. Yeah, we yeah we talk like once a week. I mean, he does most of the talking. I listen <laughs> about three four hours. All right, Mike. Before. Uh, we get to the news stories. Hey, Miles, it's yes. me, Jack, yes. your Hi. friend from work. Friend from uh, right now. I want to talk to Miles here about okay. HelloFresh, a oh, uh, product yeah. that he and I have both had the pleasure of sampling over the past couple months. Favorite, then... Let's say our favorite recipe on three. One, two, three. Pork, Pork tenderloin. tenderloin. Are you wow. serious? Yeah, 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 for sure. I, that was so good. I really that actually- That was probably the best thing I, I've ever made myself. Me too. I Well, actually- uh, yes, it is. It's probably Don't by lie. far. You're, now, yeah, you know, you're I'm trying a pretty to pipe, good chef. Well, yeah, but this was really easy to do. I, what I really like about HelloFresh was like it's just the perfect amounts. You can't really mess it up, mm-hmm. and it's also flexible. So if you have like your, you get your weekly orders, you can add extra meals. Like maybe those, maybe it's not hitting enough, and you have a little more space in the tank, so you can add stuff on like garlic bread or mm. cookie dough. So you have a little dessert mm. or a little more starch, and you can even change your delivery days because. I especially, you know, sometimes you have time to make it, sometimes you don't, and you don't want to have a bunch of food piling up in your refrigerator, so they, they're a little more flexible. I know. It's less waste, you guys. It's yeah. good for the environment. It's good for you. It's good for your family, if you have a family. Uh, and it's a lot of fun to do. Better rub that in my face. <laughs> you don't have to go to the grocery store, uh, which I love because I do the grocery shopping, and it's all very easy, step-by-step. Step. Uh, even I could follow it. Yeah, pre-measured ingredients. Pre-measured. You just know, uh, Jack, cut up these two garlic cloves. Dump in bowl. Great. It's a great product. Uh, and right now, uh, you can get nine free meals with HelloFresh by going to HelloFresh.com slash TDZ and using code TDZ9. That's nine free meals with HelloFresh by going to HelloFresh.com slash TDZ9 and using code TDZ9. Boom, nine free meals. Get it in. All right, now let's talk about Alibaba, uh, which is Those forty thieves. The Chinese Amazon, basically, would that be? Yeah, e-commerce behemoth e-commerce. force. Right. So uh, they have a sales day called Singles Day, 
eleven eleven. Yeah. Uh, is is it for is it basically like a reverse Valentine's Day? Essentially, it started in like at a Chinese university in 1993. This idea that 1111 was Singles Day because it was four ones, the loneliest number. Um, and yeah, it just became a thing to either be like, "Yo, we're celebrating that we're single," but has evolved into also a day to celebrate your relationship. They mm. say in China, four thousand couples. Married in Beijing on this day in 2011 compared to the average of 700 a day.、Oh. So you know some people like that as a as a day, but I did not. Re- I didn't know that. Essentially, over time, it basically become Black Friday on steroids. Right, it's、yeah. Black Friday for the entire Chinese economy, and it's why like it puts Black Friday to shame. Yeah,、uh, it yesterday or、uh, two days ago, they sold. Well, I guess last year for Singles Day they sold 38 billion. No, that, no, this year they did. So this year on Singles Day they sold thirty-eight billion dollars in merchandise.、Uh, and for perspective, Black Friday in two thousand eighteen in the U.S. did six point two billion. <laughs> wow. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, look when they have when you have the hugest website, biggest website promoting it, and apparently they were like live streaming was another huge angle to promoting all these sales. Like live streams have become more and more part of like you know promoting any kind of commerce. Or consumption,、uh, yeah, it just made it the. I think it was up twenty six percent from last year. Thank God. So yeah, and it wasn't just like it was all kinds of products. A lot of people were like, "Well, was it just all Chinese products?" Like, no, American product. Everything that's basically on there、mm. uh, was was up for grabs at deep discounts. It's so wild that they can just keep creating holidays to be like you know, like Valentine's Day and you know the Singles Day. All these like. Contrived, like you know, consumer-based、uh, holidays, and then people just eat them up, man. Yeah, eat them up. If there's a sale, I mean, it could be like it's fucking the third Thursday、right. in March day. Yeah, yeah. And you're like fuck. But yeah, that's the thing, that and that's the thing too. That's like people don't get. It. It's like if you, even the people that tweet about it or whatever, that are like, this is so dumb, but then they're still talking about it. Like you're just <laughs>、yeah. making it. You're just <laughs>、yeah. spreading it. Right, you're right, spreading right. the virus. You yeah,、know? it's viral content.、Mm. Yeah, I mean, thirty-eight billion though. That's just so it, it's incredible to just think about that. Like you know, Black Friday just in the U.S. is so big, but obviously that's the difference in population size. But yeah, that you do thirty-eight billion in a day, unreal.、Mm-hmm. And a lot of other companies were getting in on it too. Like I didn't real at first. I was like, wait, why are what the fuck was Singles Day? It really caught me off guard because I saw other websites being like, hey, get your Singles Day sales here.、Mm. Had no idea, but it makes sense, man. You're on your VPN.、Uh- On my VPN, cruising, you know, cruising.、Uh, trying to look at highlights from Europe and things like that. I've, yeah, been, yeah. I've been like, someone told me I should get a VPN, and I just—that's the thing. You have to pay a month monthly for that, or yearly. But I mean, if you can, that's a really the, one of the better ways to protect your your data and、that's, your driving. See, your but that's one、data. of those things like that, and like there's people that have those like apps that are like, oh, I, I store all my passwords in this one super encrypted place, and you're like, I mean. Is it like how do you you know what I mean? Like you、sure. just kind of take their like if somebody there's no way that at some point technology won't advance to be able to hack into those one password thing and then they just have all your passwords to everything and with VPN I guess it's like but is there no way it's more that, of a shield to put up between you and like an internet service provider and anyone trying to understand what's actually happening with the、right. data、sure. that's being transmitted on your computer. But if somebody than, wanted to get in there, like government or something like that, they could still. Well, the Chinese government def because a lot of people in China use VPNs to get around the Great Firewall, but、right. they, the government there is even getting 
a little bit savvier on how to track VPNs and things like that. But I feel like the Chinese government, they use, they allow, like they know what's going on with the VPNs, but they allow that because of, for uh, American business tourists, you know, not tourists, but American businessmen who are coming in who need to be able to send emails or go on. Well, you can still send your emails and things like that, but there's certain websites you just can't get in China. Right. So that's when people use VPNs because they want to look at, you know, the the Western version of like YouTube or whatever. Right. They can't tell where you're coming from. Yeah. Uh, All right, Uh, something everybody's thinking and talking about today. Let's check in with the impeachment story. I'm talking about impeaching this. We're here locked in this bunker, so we don't know what's happening on TV right now. No. Uh, But just some stories leading up to the televised uh, testimony. So Condoleezza Rice, you remember her? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Former Secretary of State. Yes, yes. Uh, She's saying it's murky. Uh, but basically implying that it's impeachable. Oh, the call is murky. Yeah, the yeah. call. It's like she said, what I see now, right now troubles me. I see a state of conflict between the foreign policy professionals and someone who says he's acting on behalf of the president. But frankly, I don't know if that's the case. It's troubling. It is deeply troubling. Mm, you can come harder than that. Right. Still, <laughs> it's like she's a prominent Republican but who that's... was supposedly being thrown around as a possible wasn't yeah. she gonna like jump in if he got impeached or like know, they, if he they talk about that but when troubling is like the most cowardly criticism from the right of the president you always hear that's susan collins go to right it's troubling mm. it's troubling yeah okay is it bad do you are you pushing back against this do you do you, do you, do you oppose this yeah, but mm. there's this gap that's opening up between the people who, like, for instance, Jesse Waters, uh, who's the dude who went to Chinatown and made a bunch of racist jokes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, In like 2018. On, for Fox News. Yeah, for <laughs> year, years ago. Uh, and so he is really confused why Drudge, the Drudge Report, is printing news about the impeachment. Like, he's like, why, why is he publishing all these headlines that are unfavorable to the president? So it's like you're seeing it's the same thing with like Condoleezza Rice and like Matt Drudge. It's these right wing people who are still like, well, but I'm still in reality, right? Somewhat, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm still, I still like have to look at what is actually happening in front of me. Yeah, or Fox is putting it like front page on their website, like yelling at your dog could scare it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. he legitimately said, uh, I know he's a true patriot. Like, I don't know if something changed in his heart or in his mind. <laughs> it's like, what? I know he's a true patriot. I love yeah. how call- people call each other patriots. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just, uh, it's so weird. I always go right to the Mel Gibson movie, whatever I think of, of him running oh, the yeah. movie, The yeah. Patriot, yeah. with him, like, he like stabs a guy with the, with f- the American flag. flag. You know? Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, with the flag? <laughs> yeah, he's stabbing like, wow. a red coat with the American flag. That's peak patriotism, <laughs> yeah. and we've all been trying to reach that yeah. level yeah. ever since. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, it's interesting. I mean, yeah, the, that's what we were really having to see the cognitive dissonance really start to boil up more and more because now we're dealing with you're going to hear, you're going to see people on TV say the shit out loud. Right. right. And then what? Right. And how are you going to smear everybody? Because that's what they're going to do. They're going to be yeah. like, well, Bill Taylor's a plant. The Gordon Sondland, who actually paid the Trump campaign like a million dollars in donations to become the ambassador, is somehow some kind of deep state operative. Um but, you know, it'd be th- nice to see him squirm. I feel like a lot of what they're doing is they're just, it's like kicking the can down the road where it's like, you know, there's so many checks and balances that like to go through all this process just is like, well, if we could just 
postpone and push and then we you know it, it takes so long for anything to get yeah. done that it's just like by the time it happens the the next election's already going to be here. Yeah, that, yeah, that's clearly the tactic with a lot of these people trying to sue to get out of testifying cuz then it's like, well, if we can just delay as long as possible, we'll right. lose momentum. But, you know, I, increasingly I think they find themselves kicking the can down like not a road, but like those walls you see on a movie lot that's painted yeah. like a horizon <laughs> yeah, going down yeah, the street yeah, yeah. and the can is starting to actually go off the wall. Like right. you're like, "Hold on, I'm trying to kick this thing down the road." Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they're slowly approaching that moment where like, "Okay, this is what it is." Yeah. Well, right. Now what? Yeah, cuz there's like there was a Republican who basically said, you know, it's bad but it's not impeachable and Trump was like all over that dude. It was like, yo, you can't can't say it's bad. It was perfect. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. It was uh, perfect. So, uh all right. Let's talk about Representative Pete King. Yeah. Uh who Long just, Island. Yeah. Long Island. Uh proud of his Irish heritage, uh, is what Schumer said about him. Chuck Schumer gave a very glowing I, I look. I just know him as Mr. Too Many Mosques. Yeah. That There's too his, many mosques. Yeah, he's know? an Islamophobe. Yeah, uh, and he, I mean, really the news about this, I think just shows you how truly terrible it is to be a Republican in in Congress right now because so many people are jumping ship or retiring. I mean, he's a 14-term congressman. Yeah, uh, that's a lot of terms. Yeah, and to fully just be like, eh, I'm going to retire, just yeah. shows you, this what happened in the midterms too. I think it just shows you, A, they're fully resigned to the fact that they're not going to win the House back. So they're like, fuck it, dude. I'm not even I'm not even trying to fight this. Like, I'm just it's easier to retire because I don't want to have to, you know, essentially anyone who's up for reelection and is a Republican is going to have to answer for the policies of the president at some point. And many people just don't want to do that anymore. Right. It's people who are have their feet planted on Earth and are like, this is going to be tough to keep talking about reality in public, but they also don't want to acknowledge that basically. And also with social media too, it's like all these, it's like, you know, it, you can go, people are really starting to dig into everybody. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Where it's like 14 terms ago, people didn't like go back and look at all the shit that you've said and done that you might, you know what I mean? It's right. like at any time somebody retires from something, I'm like, what did they do? What do they right. have? Right. What What's do they got happened? back there? Yeah. Yeah. There's no reason that you would leave unless something is uh, afoot. Yeah. He, would, he just, you could tell he was just losing steam defending the president. Like in the beginning, he was all in. It's probably exhausting. Yeah. And then slowly just, it just like was wearing. Like, yeah. And, you know, that's what happens, because I think at some level you see that some of these people have like half a soul and they realize like this is it feels fucked up. Like, yeah. I'll do it because I'm such a partisan. But also on the other level, it's just like I'm I'm not built for this anymore. Like, I don't have I don't have quite it in quite. I don't have it in me to quite totally to bury my head in the sand. Yeah. And just keep moving. And everybody who has had long term dealings with Trump say that's like essentially how he treats everybody. It's a parasitic relationship at first. You're going to be good with it, and then it's just going to wear you down. You're going to have to get out of there. It's uh, tough, you know. You hate to see it. Schumer, that that just bummed me out, man. I mean, I think it, I think it was illustrative of the difference between like old style Democrats and hopefully this young kind of lifeblood that's coming up uh, with the newer class. But Schumer issued a statement where he was just like talking about how much he loved this dude and how they like were able to put their differences aside and work together and that he was like proud of his Irish heritage, which for somebody who veers that close to white supremacy is like a real weird like 
dog whistly like yeah well i mean he i mean he wasn't really even dog whistling with a lot of his racism anyway but right yeah. no i'm saying schumer like oh, so, talking oh. about him well, having no, pride because, in his well i think because pete king what like he would he was wearing like notre dame irish shit even when he was talking to the press to like be like i'm retired like he's that is pretty i think of him as like the irish congressperson i don't know York. it is weird too because we are in like a culture now just where it's like if saying if you're a white guy and you say proud, like it just is like immediately, <laughs> yeah, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Very careful now. Yeah. You know, it's, right, right, uh, right. you can't really. Of the uh, diversity in my city. Yes, oh, exactly. Wow. Yeah. Oh, fantastic, yeah. Fantastic, you really got to say, you got to be careful. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, but also like Chuck Schumer, just that old class where at a certain level, they sort of see all, all the other Congress people, regardless of party, sort of like, we're in the game together. And yeah. then when I have to, when I have to put my partisan hat on, I'll do it. But then at the end of the day, we're just kind of. We're all cronies. Yeah, I feel like all of, I feel like politics in general, it's like, you know, it's like that iceberg analogy kind of thing where it's like we see just that tip of what's going on, but there's so much beneath the surface. There's so much like backdoor dealings and all this stuff where it's like, you know, it'd be like, uh, you know, it'd be like watching a football game and then you see the kickoff and then all of a sudden it's like in the second half and you're like, wait, what was it? And they're like, oh, well, don't worry about it. We did some stuff. And you're like, but the score, you know, it's like, (laughs) you're like, I'm trying to root for this one team. And you're like, well, you know, we'll, we'll tell you what to, you know, think. Yeah. But I think that's part of the, like, yes, you're supposed to be able to work with people who you have differences with, but you don't need to, like, I mean, your job is also to represent the people who are your constituents and like there are a lot of people who are his constituents who you know peter king was openly discriminating against so you know yeah that's your job is to like work with people but, hey that's my job to openly discriminate yeah, against yeah. people i'm a republican in congress what the fuck do you want from me right uh all right let's talk about uber uh apparently the saudis are the fifth largest investor in Uber, yeah, and uh, somebody was interviewing the CEO, and they were, you know, trying to reconcile that fact. The Khashoggi, uh, yeah, Dara Khosrow Shahi, hmm. he done fucked up in an interview uh, with Axios uh, because, yeah, they were bringing up, hey, you know, the sovereign, inv- uh, what is it, the sovereign wealth fund of Saudi Arabia, right. like they're. You know, one of your board members represents that, which is by extension the investment vehicle for the Saudi government. And, uh, you know, Mohammed bin Salman basically greenlit the murder of a U.S. based journalist. Um, Isn't that kind of weird? And so he was asked this question uh, directly of being like, how do you square that sort of with this dude on your board? Do you think like he should be up for election if people don't want this person on the board? And this is how we kind of. Well, but from your opinion, he represents and works for a government which you believe had a role in the murder of a journalist who was a U.S. resident. Should that person be on the board of a U.S. company? I think that government uh, said that they made a mistake. Well, they um, made a mistake and somebody's dead. Well, listen, it's, it's, it, hey. it's a serious mistake. We've made mistakes too, right, with self-driving uh, and mm-hmm. we stopped driving and we're recovering from that mistake. So I think that People make mistakes. It doesn't mean that they can never be forgiven. Mm. I think they've taken it seriously. And the, CIA, from my the, the CIA didn't suggest that they made a mistake and that it was an oversight. Like with self-driving, that was a, basically a bad censor, correct? This yes. was, the CIA <laughs> suggested that the crown prince had a role in ordering an assassination. It's a different thing. You guys didn't intentionally didn't, run somebody over. I didn't read that part of the CIA report. You're, you're obviously deeper in it. But I think from a Saudi perspective, they're just like any other shareholder, right? It's we, now we're a public company. Anyone can invest in our company if they choose to do so. And they're a big investor, just like you could be a big investor as well. 
Hey, look, if you're <laughs> hey, a big hey, investor, nice sales hey, pitch at the end there. If you're a big investor, we'll call a murder a mistake or an yeah. Uzi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it's like to roll with Ubi, baby. Uh, yeah, right after that, though, he did say, basically saying uh, that was a, a, a mess up. Uh, oh, he did yeah. acknowledge that he shouldn't have. He said, I said something in the Nipsey. moment that I do not believe when it comes to Jamal Khashoggi. Uh, his murder was reprehensible and should not be forgotten or excused. And then I think he said that at the end of that interview. Like he in real time was like, oh, actually, what yeah. the fuck did I just say? I'm already. Yeah. It's one of those things where you're like, well, I'm fucked. The PR person just like self-immolated. They're like, yeah. fucking <laughs> yeah. like, no, dude, I'm not dealing with the fallout of this. Uh, and, they, and then he tweeted, there's no forgiving or forgetting what happened to Jamal Khashoggi. I was wrong to call it a mistake. Uh, as I said, something in the moment, I don't believe our investors have long known my views here, and I'm sorry I wasn't as clear on Axios. Yeah. Which but I is mean, weird. I mean, we all fuck up here and there. You, you know, know what? That was a mistake. Right. Like Mr. you saw CEO. that email I sent the other day that had the typo in it. Yeah. That's yeah. a mistake. You know, Saudi Arabia fucked up too. Typos, yeah. Yeah, murder, typos. journalisms. I mean, yeah. it's all split in hairs. He really tried though with that one. I know. Like self driving cars. Credit to that journalist being like, to be fair, that was a, a fucked up sentence. It's not like you're like, hey, make a car that's going to kill somebody. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Okay. <Yeah. laughs> Take this woman out. Yeah. Th- that specific woman was being targeted. Right. Well, uh, they might want to look into that based on these comments. Yeah. Uh, I'm impressed by this next person. Yes. Mia Chang. Mia Chang. Uh, Deputy Assistant Secretary in yeah. the State Department's Bureau of Conflict and Stability Operations. This is a great position. Which I always follow closely. Yeah. That bureau. <laughs> it's a pretty important position. Um, and at 35, Mia Chang from Dallas, I, I think is doing quite well for herself. Uh, in, in this department, she helps oversee efforts, quote, to prevent conflicts from erupting in politically unstable countries. Um, she earns six figures at the Bureau, and this specific office has a $6 million budget. Um, and usually this person has a top secret security clearance. So she's probably pretty qualified. Right? Um, yeah. No. So it turns out she has been lying about a lot of things on her way to this position. Uh, for example, like that the fact that she attended Harvard, they don't quite can't verify that. Who fact checks um, that anymore? You know, huh? The scope and impact of her nonprofit organization that she's been patting herself on the back for. She invented a role on a UN panel that, uh, she that didn't filled? exist. Yes. Yeah. Uh, claimed she had addressed both the Democratic and Republican national conventions. Huh. Uh, implied she had testified before Congress and also uh, was walking around with a fake Time magazine cover of herself on it. To be like, yeah, I'm I'm that humanitarian. Okay, and, that's and how not, lit my career is. I assumed is. it was a bit, right? Like the, that can't be. Nobody I mean, creates that. But there she is being interviewed, and somebody says, "Here you are on Time Magazine. Congratulations! <laughs> Tell me about this cover and how it came to be." And she said, "Well, we started using drone technology in disaster response, and so that when the whole talk of how is technology being used to save lives in disaster response scenarios, I suppose I brought some attention to that." Mm, I very so humble. She's even humble about it. Yeah, very she's humble. like, you know, but they, they didn't be like, which issue is it? You know, what it I was mean? a like, special edition. If you yeah. look in the bottom corner, it says special edition, so it wasn't really widely circulated. This is a very special edition, but yeah, you know, right. Why am I on trial? I just I went to Harvard. I missed that one. It's just hmm. such a funny like that's what I picture literally every politician to be. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> right. just that level of being yeah. like, I'm gonna say a thousand things of bullshit. The rest of them you just go like, 
how many things can you call me out on? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then right. like, and maybe you call me out on the Time Magazine thing, but then I'll be, you're not, you're not paying attention. It's that like, look over here while I do this. It's right. like yeah. a magician, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's the gish gallop. That's something we've talked about before. It's this debating technique where you throw out five false things like in a single sentence, and then like the people have to go through and spend five paragraphs like refuting everything you said and by that point everyone's like this, this is boring. This person going boring. on about yeah your eyes glaze over I actually over. noticed uh, Donald Trump Jr. do that on The View the other day he was like you did blackface you <laughs> said Roman Polanski wasn't a rapist you said that like just like through in just like 10 seconds throughout like monstrous accusations uh, of like everyone on The View and then it was just chaos as they like talked yeah. over each other trying to correct what he said and it was just i mean the guy's a, br- a brilliant debater oh no, hell yeah dude uh nobody's doubting the master ponage debater. the ponage on fucking on the view is just so chill <laughs> say um, master debater the, master debater yes. the, the reason though why this all kind of came to light was at first in the i think in september or i forget how far back the white house submitted her basically for a larger department in the state and or larger gig at the state department one that had a billion dollar budget that was dealing with Asia specifically, which makes sense to how people in this administration would think like, okay, like she's uh, she's Asian. Yeah. She's hot. Yeah. All right, get her. Maybe she can do Asian stuff at the yeah. State Department. <laughs> Not was, that I, even Trump yeah. would probably have a say in that, but like that sort of, lin- like that kind of thinking, like sure. Asian person will deal with Asia Do relations. you remember when that happened? There was a CIA operative who was a Korean woman and she was like debriefing him on something that wasn't Korea, but it was around the time of oh, the conflict. Oh, right, right, right. And he was like, why isn't she working on Korea? Like she like, should be working on Korea stuff. Uh, cause what? It's yeah. just an <laughs> the politics is just an L.A. casting office, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, essentially, yeah. you'll be perfect for it's our. Like, new... how would an ABC show like cast <laughs> right. this role? Exactly. Um, but yeah, she was gonna uh, take a role that had a billion dollar operating budget, but that needed Senate confirmation. So when they submitted her for Senate confirmation, the people on like the committee were like, "Can you give us some more details, like receipts on her education and her nonprofit work?" Because I don't. This all seems odd. Anything. And they're yeah. like, you know what? Yoink. Pulled, pulled her, her out. Pulled her. Yeah. Pulled the submission. And then like, we'll just put you in this office because you don't need to be Senate confirmed. She's still there. Yeah. So. It's also the role that she's in is also just such a, it's a, such an American government type of role, right? Where they're like, we just, we just kind of have a lot of money and we throw around when other countries are in turmoil that we're like, we're going to come in. We're right. going to, we're going to step in yeah. here. You know? Right, 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 right. It's like, oh, you're trying to nationalize an industry that a American company can make off of? How about a coup? <laughs> right. USA, world referees, We've baby. got our best people keeping an eye on this situation. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think it just speaks to, A, the brain drain right. that's in that area. They cannot find a viable person if their lives depended on it. And also, their vetting process is so bad. You have people coming around with fake Time magazine covers at the State Department in, in positions where presumably they have a top secret security clearance although they're not sure if this woman actually got her clearance right another fun fact she was trying to make it as a recording artist and like her instagram at one point you see like she had like a christmas album like five years ago she was trying to hawk oh my god and but the cover it looks like a like a perfume ad where it's like her laughing and like a really handsome like stock photo handsome white guy in a tuxedo being like you're naughty (laughs) you know she's humanitarian yeah you know uh, she right. really can't stay in that position. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> She'll be the Christmas hits. Right. Uh, all right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. 
And one of my favorite things is just anecdotes about Michael Jordan. Yep. I feel like every time we, we learn an anecdote from his career, we get a little bit wiser about our species. Or further confirms how much of an asshole he is. Right. Like that one oh. clip I was going I was showing Jack yesterday of him and Charles Barkley on Oprah years yeah. ago. It's like, let me tell you a story about him, man. And <laughs> Michael Jordan's like, come on, man, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I tried to give a homeless dude some money. And then Mike just smacks my hand away, says, don't give him money. If he, if, he, if, he, if he has enough energy to say, can you give me a dollar? He has enough energy to say, can I take your order? Wow. And you're like, oh, oh my yeah. God, Michael Jordan, please. You couldn't even let Charles Barkley give his own money away? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's mm. a degenerate gambler. I mean, he right. has... Uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's well, he's a here he's we're a, about to hear this from another planet. Yes, uh, so this was on uh, a Chicago area sports talk show, uh, and it's a story told by Jeremy Roenick, uh, who was a NHL player when Michael Jordan was lighting shit up in the NBA. Uh, and so at one point, <laughs> Jeremy Roenick, yeah, so weird. So at one point, uh, Jeremy Roenick said, Michael Jordan told him to meet me at Sunset Ridge early. We're going to play 18 holes. Uh, We played around. I beat him for a couple thousand and got ready to leave. Now the Bulls are playing that night. They played Cleveland that night. I'm thinking he's leaving. It's 10 o'clock. He goes, no, let's go again. So we go and fill up a bag full of ice and Coors Light and walk again. We were all around another 18, and I take him for another couple thousand dollars. Now we've been drinking all afternoon, and he's going from Sunset Ridge to the stadium to play a game. I'm messing around. I'm like, I'm going to call my bookie. All the money you just lost to me, I'm putting it on Cleveland. He goes, I'll tell you what. I'll bet you that we'll win by 20 points, and I have more than 40 points. And I'm like, done. Son of a gun goes out and scores 52, and they win by 26 points. (laughs) I mean, that's, but that's the kind the of guy, that's how he was his whole, like, that's why he was the best. You know what I mean? It's just so because he was so ego. competitive to a major fault. Yeah. That's. That he would mistreat other human beings in the name of self-glory. <laughs> but, but the fact that he was drinking all day before a game is just bonkers. I mean, how many beers did he really have? You know what I mean? If he has six Coors, I'm like, you can still fucking, you can shut the stadium know. That down. Seems, that, that seems like a lot of Coors. I, I, Based on Jeremy Roenick's look, I feel like they drank a shitload of beers. Right, right. I can't, t- I can't quite put my finger on what Jordan's alcohol consumption levels are, but a hockey player, I'm like, mm. yeah, exactly. He's yeah. drinking with a hockey player. He's hockey just, players will drink you under the bar. I've heard so many stories about, and just the way he like got in people's heads, like yeah. during the game, like the amount of shit. Like I, I forget the player. I was like, maybe it was Penny Hardaway. Somebody there one time uh, was like talking shit to Jordan during the game. And then uh, he was wearing Jordans while playing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then right. Jordan was like, you're not even good enough to wear my sneakers. You know what I mean? Where it's like... <laughs> That's a pretty devastating yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like, what yeah. do you say to that? And he's just, you know, he gets in your head. But I've heard so many stories of that where it's like, whenever he loses, he's like, all right, double or nothing, double or nothing, right. double or nothing. We'll just go until you give up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was it was Penny. It was Penny? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He said he called me kid. Yeah, kid, been, you're not even good enough to yeah. wear my sneakers. Wow, unreal. Well, we're all three wearing Jordans today. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'm wearing the right. Knicks uh, version the Knicks of color. this, which is <laughs> makes like, them very humble. Well, yeah, which is the one that he just dominated. It even has the uh, you know the four eight eighty eight from uh, that specific game oh, when he where, dropped those points. Yeah, where he just dominated. It's like I feel like I'm being cucked wearing these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, honestly, if science could somehow find that's what. Out, what the man. power of his ego is 
there has to be some kind of universal the power of language his ego, in there. like whatever his competitive fire the metabolism whatever the fuck what made him able to put away six beers and then go out and be better than anyone has ever been at basketball like six yeah. beers at least it's but also like. i mean do you think that was a pretty easy prediction i wonder what Cleveland at that time, dude. I'm still. He's still playing the NBA. <laughs> like yeah. it's the best athletes in the world, and he. It just go like yesterday when we read this, you said superpower, and like that. That really feels like what it is. I mean, because he's playing against the best athletes in the world, and he's that much better than greed? all of like them. Like it was purely the money, right? See, I don't even feel nothing. like. I feel like he's a degenerate gambler because of his uh, competitive right, right, It has right. nothing. To, I don't think it's like it's, a, it's, it's like the disease and that. It's more of just like winning. I have to win, and if money's riding on it, it's like money. I feel like is the secondary thing to him besides just winning and being like. And it's not even. He's also not a good winner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when he wins, he's <laughs> right. like a piece of shit about it. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. As his Hall of Fame speech will. Testify. Craig Elo will know. Just yeah. Getting fist pumped that <laughs> right in your skull. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about another 90s icon. We now know what the new Sonic the Hedgehog design looks like. Yeah. And now we're all going to see it, right? No, oh, no human teeth anymore? Yeah, no people, human teeth. People were so up in arms in that first trailer. They're like, he has two separate eyes and big ass teeth. Make him make him have goggle eyes like in the game. That's way better. Yeah. It's it looks better. a lot better. It is. Sadly, I feel like I was barely interested when the first trailer came out. Even if he looked like this in the first trailer, I would have still been like, I don't need think a Sonic of, movie. Think of how many millions of dollars that were cost. that cost. Yeah. That that little whoopsie. It's like they had to go do. I mean, I don't know how much of the movie was done at that point, but that's like the, the entire thing you have to do right. over. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. man. Because like his mouth is. Compl- There's a lot that's different from his nose to the cutlet. Well, I'm sure the color can just be like one click and you yeah. can change the color. Every but- frame, every dialogue, it's all. Yeah. Uh, ah, well, they basically know. took it a shade more cartoonish right yeah yeah like absolutely because the they wanted to honor a little bit like the source material yes yeah. and i guess in a you know in a packed year of reboots and shit next year of especially reboots that no one wants yeah it's uh i, I can't imagine yeah, nobody's gonna, gonna be worth s- it go see this i don't think unfortunately no i mean i guess like kids they're trying to just get the younger generation jim carrey's in it isn't he yeah isn't he dr yeah. robotnik or it I feels mean, like a movie that i would have been hyped about if I was twelve, like right. back then in right. the ni- like late nineties, yeah. then I'm like, oh, Jim Carrey in the Sonic the Hedgehog yeah, movie. Yeah, that's true. Then that's the true. kids are busting down the doors at that time. For Yo, like, you know who it's gonna get though? It's gonna get uh, like twenty eight to forty year old uh, people with kids because right. then they can take their kids, <laughs> right. and it's also nostalgia viewing for them. Well, yeah, I mean that's who's making movies. That's who's greenlighting these movies right now. Is people like you know, your age or maybe a little bit older, but people who did grow up at a time when Sonic was an icon. So when you talk about kids shit, like that's what, that's what's interesting to them. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's another bad boys movie. There's a remake of the grudge. There's that fucking Dr. Doolittle movie. Charlie's angels. Yeah. yeah. There's just a lot of shit. Godzilla vs. Kong, a quiet place Damn. Two. last Godzilla didn't do that well. No, I don't remember any Godzilla doing well. I mean, every single one, I feel like my entire life, it's always been a bomb. Like, there's the Matthew Broderick one, the one right. with Puff Daddy. Yep. Like, is they're Jean always Renault. they always just they always just bomb over it, and then they just keep remaking them. Then the other 
there's like two of them ago. They only showed Godzilla for like four seconds in the right, whole right, film. Right. The other, yeah. the one they just came out with, isn't it? Like it's like three hours long, like some crazy. Yeah. Where it's just they just haven't made a good Godzilla movie yeah. in forever. Watch that on a plane. Yeah, I wonder if this will be viewed as. Like a period, like when you look back at the 80s, there are like a handful of really good movies every year, but for the most part, 80s movies are pretty shit. Mm -hmm. I wonder if, like, now through the next couple decades, or maybe through the next decade, will be viewed similarly as like, man, they just were, they kind of hit a dry spell. Yeah. Well, what what happened? I think in terms of like blockbuster, big stuff, but there's just so many awesome movies that have come That's out I feel true. like in That's the last true. year yeah. like how like la- like with the favorite like last year and all that stuff too like all yeah. of those like big like unique there's so many great I mean obviously the Joker and stuff like that yeah. like there's been yeah. so many great films just like the giant you know transformer style point. ones are the yeah the blockbusters the yeah. poles are starting to wane a little yeah, bit like, they used to yeah. make like 40 movies a year in the 80s like that's all yeah they, and like now it's no i remember like for a while like i felt like my knowledge of film was encyclopedic up until like 1998 right I like always I could knew like, the movies. That I'm like, came yeah, out. I remember that. Yeah. I, I didn't see it, but I know what you're talking about. Right now, I I'm knew like, what? Every movie that the what? With yeah. who? Yeah. Huh? Also, somebody was. This isn't even on the dock, but so that movie, Doctor Sleep, came out. That is like a sequel to. It's like Danny oh, from The Shining. The Shining, yeah. That uh, it's basically a sequel to The Shining, and people. I was reading an analysis because it also bombed, just like the Terminator movie before. Right. And somebody was saying that like The Shining isn't iconic enough to carry like a sequel. Yeah. My read on what was wrong with that is that the title was so stupid. Right. Doctor Sleep just sounds like it's like a like, like either a, a comedy yeah, or it's like a, a comic book fucking right. movie. Yeah. You know? like like a mat- it's like a mattress store. Right. Yeah. Doctor Sleep yeah. is a mattress store, and. Like people would have been down for the right shining sequel, but like the I just like the trailer mixed with the title, like just it didn't tell you really what it was or like how it related to the shining. Sure. Like I, I don't think I wouldn't blame the original shining. People were like, Yeah, I mean it's not a it's not a family movie and I'm like, well, dude, it's not that everybody I fucking it's, like the shining is a rite of passage. The shining yeah. is one of my favorite movies. But I think yeah. it's a movie a too. A lot of people act like they know because they feel like they should know it and don't actually engage with right. it. So it's like, Oh yeah, the shining. Mm. Yeah, here's Johnny, right? Like right. you know like the sound bites yeah. of it, but that's right. they're like, Oh, those kids in the t- tricycle. Yeah, and shit, come right? play with us, right? That's right, the dude, thing. The and blood stuff. and shit. <laughs> Yeah. Like where that's where I feel like people know, but I don't know how many people like, I think if you really like film, then you do know the shining. But for other people, it's almost like, Oh yeah, I know that Beatles album. Like you just say it because you, it's accepted right. yeah, as it's, being really good, but the, you don't really give a fuck. It's the 16 year old wearing the Ramones t-shirt. Yeah. You're like, name two songs they've done, you know, you know, uh, but uh, Ram one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ram ones? I love Ram one. Something. I love Ram ones. The Ram ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did, no man and The Shining too it's like I love uh, and even but even, when The Shining came out like Stephen King hated it you oh, know? Yeah, like yeah. it's just it's so funny even that film it's like right. you know even when it came out at the time people yeah. were like and that's something he was like it wasn't a it wasn't a huge hit at the time it was that dude Scott Mendelson whose takes I always usually agree with but I thought I didn't I didn't think it was the lack of The Shining being iconic because right. it's a classic like that's it's a classic and it, it is like a rite of passage it's like the scariest movie like when you're coming of age and people are like oh you've seen a scary movie but have you seen The Shining like it's the scariest movie like it's but the I think scariest it's, movie but you can watch it asleep I think over. there's too much of a generational gap I think like I don't know how many Gen Z kids like 
Because yeah. even now, right, like Gen X, people will all accept that The Shining is like that movie. Right. Then it starts to get a little bit diluted when you get to the millennials. Yeah. And then around my age, like I feel like people in their 30s, you have maybe 50-50 people have seen it. People right. haven't. And then, right. uh, but a lot of people will be like, but yeah, I get it. It's like an important movie. Right. <laughs> but like now I don't know. I don't know how much that means, How like what that momentum is now beyond yes yeah. the old. Bill Simmons on Parent Corner was saying his son went as Jack Nicholson from The Shining this year. So right, well, that's one example. It's called of a Dad child. of the Year. Then. Right. Yeah. Da- da- dad of the Year. That was year. like when I remember my dad tried to get me to watch like some old James Bond movie. He was like, nah, this is actually the one you yeah. want to see. And I'm like, yo, this shit that, sucks, bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of things don't old. hold up when you see them. Like, especially if you grew up like with them being hyped. There, I watched... Uh, I watched Boondock Saints for the first time Oof. like a couple months ago yeah. after everyone being, especially in my college, like everyone was like, dude, this, you're Irish, this is the movie. And then <laughs> I like, this is the movie. I watched that and Did I was like- Did you go to like, college in Southie? Yeah, <laughs> no, not even. But it was like, it's just one of those things where you go, oh, okay. And then uh, there's so much hype to it. And then yeah. I watched it and I was like, Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> this is a terrible really film. If it wasn't for Willem Dafoe is the only reason to watch and that. Even he and is... he plays this wildly over flamboyant character. It doesn't make nothing makes sense. It's so uh it's so out of touch with reality in terms of the things they're able to do, both physically. They're like superhumans, are right. they angels? I don't even know what's going on in it. Wait, but what? They're like archangels, but they're not. But oh, they like geez. act like they do. It's a weird. It's a weird scene. I man. had no idea what the movie was. I thought it was like Belly for white people. I think that's exactly yeah. what it is. In my mind, I was like, yeah. I'm like, I'll watch Belly, right? Because I want to, you know, I want to learn about Louis Rankin and yeah. Jamaican gangs or something like Shatas. But then there's like, I because, I, yeah, I never saw it. Because I think like a couple people really liked it, or my like friend group. But I was just like, I don't. What is it? This I'm like, is, nah. it is like a scene where there he's like handcuffed to like a sink while his brother is about to be murdered, and then he just gets so mad he just like pulls the sink off like the pipe, just pulls it off the okay. wall so with his works wrist. Manship. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was just, yeah, <laughs> where he just like he just gets so mad he goes ah and just pulls it off. Right. And you're like, okay, so you're just and like the Hulk, like heroin addicts. Yeah, so it's yeah, not exactly. Like, yeah, and they have the body of heroin right. addicts. Right. Right. Hard cut to a plumbing ad. Where they're like, has this ever happened to you? <laughs> yeah. Call like, oh, Mike Diamond. Has <laughs> this ever happened to you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dropping big mud pies in your toilet. <laughs> all right, let's talk about uh, something for all the parents to be aware of. Uh, some people may be genetically predisposed to hating certain vegetables. Yeah, I did not. I saw the headline. It's like, it could be in your genetics. Right. And apparently, if everyone inherits, so this is from this BBC article. I'll, I'll read from it directly. It says, everyone inherits two copies of a taste gene called tas 2R38. It encodes for a protein in the taste receptors on the tongue, which allows us to taste bitterness. People who inherit two copies of a variant of the gene called AVI are not sensitive to bitter taste from certain chemicals. But anyway, they go on to say, if you have two copies of a different uh, variant, PAV, often called super tasters, those people tend to find certain foods exceptionally bitter. So they're saying inheriting two copies of the unpleasant taste gene provides a ruin your day level of bitterness to foods like broccoli and sprouts. Mm. That's strongly worded. Even but... beer, coffee, or dark chocolate, so depending on yeah. who you are. So that's what, like, I, I used to like bitter beer and like, I don't, I like coffee. Like, I don't, it doesn't ruin my day when, I, when, it's a bit, when it's a little bit bitter. So I, I'm guessing I'm not one of these people. And it just suggests that there is 
like a level of hating vegetables that my mind can't even conceive of. That, like it's <laughs> yeah. just like there's a depth there that like I I assumed that we were all working from the same palette and uh turns out nah. Well they say your taste buds change every like seven years or something like that, which oh, is right. why like, you know, you could hate coffee or you know whatever at this point in your life and then later on you know it starts to taste better and stuff like that but yeah. i always just remembered vegetables like the reason i didn't like them as a kid i just was like they're so bland like that's a, it was more it wasn't a bitterness thing i was like i don't I, they taste like nothing yeah. you know boring, what i mean huh? they're yeah. boring yeah did you hate a, a specific vegetable growing up it was, but it was just really the bland I, argument. I remember there was some, I've always remembered like, you know, like corn and peas and spinach I was down with, but like, uh, yeah, like I don't think broccoli I fucked with. I mean, cauliflower is like the quintessential, like nobody right. wants that kind of oh, bullshit. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, now it's like, uh, now I love it all. You yeah. know what I mean? Which is so weird. And I think it, it is when you like, you know, I remember when I first started drinking coffee, coffee is a great example of that, where it was like, and same with beer, where you're like, I started with like Java chip frappuccinos right, from right, Starbucks right, because exactly. it tasted like a milkshake. You know what coffee, mean? Yeah. 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 And then I went to, and then I went to Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee with like heavy milk and heavy sugar. I so said then, and then all of a sudden you slowly like wean off less sugar, less sugar, and no like sugar. Black. Yeah, yeah. Now it's like milk. It's like now I'm like, if they put more than a thimble of almond milk in my coffee, I just throw it at the wall. I'm like, <laughs> do it over. You know, <laughs> you get so like, mad. What am I drinking? Almond milk? Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't like the taste of raw carrots. But yeah. I don't know if it's a bitterness thing. Really? I just don't like it's just I think the Is flavor. Is it the mouthfeel? No, because it's weird. I'll eat that shit with hummus. Okay. Yes. But yeah. I do, but like put, give me a handful of raw carrots. I'm like, Ugh, huh. no. See, I, I think I always imagined myself like eating, I don't know, it was like that's the hardest thing you could eat. Like so I I would imagine hardest, I'm like, like a tough guy? Wood chipper or something. No, because <laughs> of just like so the, the consistency. The it's yeah. like yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, fuck think, you, carrot. Yeah, Bugs, Bugs Bunny, Bunny really exactly. put that in our head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the most inconsistent fruit on the planet is grapes. Our grapes. Uh because Yeah, soft at, old one. I lo- yeah. I mean it's like every grape, it's you know, you get even in in yeah. one stem of them, you could be like best grape I ever had, best grape I ever had. This one's filled with lime juice, apparently. <laughs> right. And then this one just tastes like an old like I'm sucking on an old grandma's elbow. Like right, it just tastes right. like that loose, awful yeah. skin. Yeah, another one's like a soft old fish eyeball. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 it like yeah. it like doesn't yeah it doesn't snap yeah. into it you know that's why I think uh, recently when I've bought them at like a farmer's market or something I'm I asked him I'm like. I, I, the ones that are on there, can you eat those? Like, should I not give a fuck? And they're like, you're fine, I think. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I think I'm fine too. But now I inspect bunches of grapes. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to say, like, to. How, what's the ratio here of like fully perfect ones? To, yeah. You know, because I get it. Uh, nature is imperfect, mm-hmm. but uh, got to have your your grapes. I like yeah. Concords. I like, yeah. And I like kill a, whole grapes. I like a good Japanese sweet. Uh, like, I hate a Granny Smith apple. I can't right. eat that. It's way too, I don't yeah. know. I, my wife loves those, and I'm like, yeah. I can't imagine enjoying anything less. Yeah. <laughs> They're so tart. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. A, it's it's, a, it's like a, it feels like a, something like a monk would do as like a spiritual practice. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And enjoy that. Yeah. Right. Like, Does it yeah. to find Zen and Nirvana? Right. It's like, <laughs> well, it's like, you cannot know sweet unless you know bitter. Yeah. I'm like, okay, fool, just give me my fucking apple. Just walk across the hot collar, right? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I feel like knowing grape brands is my next level. Like I figured out like the apple brands that I like and the apple brands I don't like. Right now there's green or red grape. Right. (laughs) Right. But for me, yeah, it's just like I like the 
crunchy ones, not the yes. soft ones. Yeah. And I don't like seeds. But like the fact that you know your grape brands, that's that's something I aspire to. Yeah. A level of produce mindfulness that it's I, just like when you start, you know, like, I love grapes, man. I just love them. They fucking straight out the refrigerator, like ice cold. That's oh, really yeah. one of my ever put them in the oh, freezer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so, not too bad. But I just like the the inf- like it's a little more work when they're frozen. Yeah. Versus yeah. like when they're just out the refrigerator, I feel like I'm just eating mini grape juices. Right. Yeah, that's another thing. That's all we're chasing. That you get more <laughs> appreciation for when you have kids is grapes. That because they just treat them like candy. Like right. They're just, they're just like really. I just get to eat these. Yeah, shits? eat this whole like, bunch, that's man. Fucking, that's insane. That and helicopters, guys. Yeah. Uh, all right, Mike. It's been a pleasure having you, man. Where can people yeah. find you and follow you? Thanks so much. Uh, I have a my debut album, Rage Against the Routine, is out right now, available right. everywhere. Please check that out. And you do look like the kid from the Evil Empire. That's cover. have you seen the cover I of did. my I album? Because at that's it, yeah. that's the my whole life. I got told that I look like that kid. So uh, you wait, know, really? We, yeah, my whole <laughs> life, always, seriously. And it, it kind of worked out on a level because like Rage Against the Machines like was my favorite band growing up. Now they sure. also reunited the week the album yeah. came out, which coincidence. Wow. Mm, Coachella, um, you're welcome, America. And uh, yeah, but it's it, it's very apropos as well because I my set is mostly uh, me being angry about really routine bullshit things. So uh, really is. <laughs> It works. But uh, MikeFeeneyComedy.com on social media at I am Mike Feeney across the board, Instagram, Twitter, and all that stuff. Oh, and I have uh, a podcast, storytelling podcast called Irish Goodbye, which is available everywhere uh, you listen to podcasts. Nice. Do you may, do you Irish Goodbye at... at- I did it as recently as last night. I just, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's one of my few really good skills on this planet yeah. is, uh, um, yeah. And then here's the thing too, my, my co-host and my canon and I, we argue because we both Irish goodbye, but he, we have different uh, approaches to it. My Irish goodbye is once I leave, you don't hear from me until the next day, minimum, you know? And okay. then he leaves and he'll like text everybody being like, Hey, I just, I, I'm a gone. I Irish goodbye because he wants that last, like, Oh no! Why'd you leave? You know that that last like oh we'll see you later. Right, he right. claims it's so that people know he's safe, but I'm like I'm sorry. You just gotta right. know me. If you if you know me enough to reach out to me to see yeah. if I'm safe, you know if I Irish goodbye, I'm out. Yeah. Well, when Batman disappears on Commissioner Gordon, exactly. he doesn't send a text being <laughs> yeah, yeah. like hey man I'm down the alleyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll see you later. Sorry sorry you were in the middle of a sentence. Yeah. I just found it. It was like perfect timing. <laughs> uh, is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, yes, absolutely. So uh, I love uh, another comedian that is now out here in L.A., Josh Gondelman, uh, is so funny. And uh, he's always so funny on Twitter. But uh, this one particularly tickled me uh, from, I think it was yesterday, the day before. He says, uh, I've been meeting more people who consider themselves Cali sober, which is don't drink but still smoke weed. But I'm still more comfortable around people who are Boston sober, which is court ordered to cut out booze after crashing their car into a Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Yeah, Josh, Josh is so funny. He's man. the best. Uh, and such a nice dude. Uh, uh, nice, suspiciously nice, yeah, I yeah, would say. I don't buy it. Yeah, um, I got. Yeah. I have questions. Yeah, fuck that guy, right? Uh, <laughs> Miles, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Uh, some tweets I like. One's from Dana Donnelly. Uh, no one. 
this this tweet construct itself anyway uh me after not having sex for a month responding to a guy's text at 1 a.m yeah sure i'd love to come meet you at your friend's backyard punk show that sounds so fun (laughs) (laughs) um and then another one uh is from Brittany nichols at fish hilarious uh women really be 20 minutes late for a departure time they said and then yell you coming from the door (laughs) (laughs) jasmine sheree sanders tweeted why do i have to share my birthday with leo dicaprio of all people a man who has never once celebrated a woman growing older uh (laughs) and sean clemens tweeted push notifications are thirsty as fuck and that's true it is uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, Footnote. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what's that going to be today? This is a song from Pink Sifu, S-I-I-F-U, uh, called Pray Every Day. Yeah. Uh, just like Justin and his wife hey, yeah. do pray every day over each other. Just like Bone. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, and, you know, uh, just a you know, great example of like old sample-based hip-hop. Mm. Uh, nice little drum sample, nice little jazz sample put together with some lyrics, and you got a track. So that's mm. Pray Every Day by Pink Seafood. All right. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for today. Uh, We'll be back this afternoon and then tomorrow morning with more podcasts. Talk to you then. Bye. Wondering what kind of time we on Been a minute waiting so damn long Tell me where your time to go Inside your mind too much I be 